Oh. Gee whiz, what a way to start a podcast, huh? With a cough. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Welcome to the Trader Cup Crypto Podcast, where it's raw and bloody real. Oh, speaking of raw and real, can this market just sort itself out, please? Oh, it's just bloody. I mean, up, down, up, down, up, down. Come on, mate. Give us something to sink our goddamn teeth into. Oh, you know, here's the thing. Something that I am extremely proud of, and I shared this with those in my community today, is that, look, I mean, I've been trading for 17 years. And whilst many listeners out there might think, oh, he must know it all. No, I don't. I simply freaking don't. One of the best things about like, one of the best things about trading is that you're forever learning and you're forever learning the market doesn't change all that much okay the the strategies that I've been using for the best part of 15 years or no no sorry that's incorrect the best part of 14 years because it took a while for me to get going you know 13 14 years is when I really got a hold of these strategies the 14th year I got them the 13th year I started to develop them in, in a very similar form to what they are produced for my courses. But that's fine. Yeah, okay, they work. The next decade was spent learning about me and learning about being the best trader I could be. And that's why my motto is to become, you know, for you guys that, that get involved in this, trading pro, uh, in this trading program, to become the best traders you can be. Because once you've got the strategies, that's great. The next step is to work on you and work on you being the best you can be. And that's just real. It's just the reality. I went through a lot of phases in my trading career where I over-traded, then I under-traded, then blah, blah, you know, round and round in circles. You get, you get confident because you've had a really good run, then you give a lot back. All these little lessons that come along the way Generally, for me, it was always down to me. And it was always down to me being able to recognize the point where the market switches away from the way that I trade. Now, I'm not saying that there are not lots of people out there making money in the markets right now with the chop and the slop and the messiness. Mm. Absolutely not. You know, <laughs> I, I trade the way I trade. Other people trade the way they trade. And I'm sure that there are many great traders out there that have systematic, you know, or, or they trade in a way that they can make money throughout this messiness, this slot that we're seeing. Well, I can say honestly that I'm not one of them. I'm a trend follower. That's how I trade. Now, the thing that I always had a, a, a big, well, I won't say that in the early days, I had a bit, big struggle with being able to, you know, not trade when the trading opportunities weren't there in the sense of if there wasn't a good trend, I would still try and have a go. A few days could pass by. I get frustrated. I go right down the low timeframes and I try and make something happen. And it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's kind of like, and this is why I relate within the course of the ocean a lot to fishing, to surfing, you know, that sort of thing. Now you can be, and let me, let me give you an analogy here. If you go out fishing, and you're fishing for marlin, let's say, on the east coast of Australia, off of where I am, in Sydney. 
and you are out there chasing marlin in the winter months. So you've got your full, you know, five spread. You've got your shotgun out, your two outriggers, your two shorts. Then you've got your, your, your teasers in the water. You're out there. You're doing the right thing. You know what the hell to do to catch marlin. You do it every day. You're not catching anything, but you keep going out there. What are you doing? You keep burning fuel. You keep burning your time. You keep at it. Well, you're losing money. Well, you do that. And some of the great captains that I've worked with try and work to a marlin per dollar. That's, you know, when you do it full time, that's what they do. They're like, well, you know, how many marlin per dollar? Because it's, you know, you go out there and you catch five marlin in a day. You might spend 500 bucks on diesel if you've got a game boat or whatever, but you've got, they'll can break it down. And you do it over the season based upon your logbooks of how much diesel you've spent, how much you've spent with tackle. Because don't get me wrong, I want to make one thing very clear. When it comes to guys that fish hard and fish well, they keep logs on this. They keep how much they spend on tackle, how much they spend on de- – all of this is all broken down just the same as you would for a business. Now, the reward for that business is marlin, billfish. So if you go out there and you're fishing through the winter months for marlin – and you're burning all this fuel, what are you doing? Well, you're slowly losing money. Why? Well, because those that know how to catch marlin know the marlin will not be there during those winter months. Why? Because the bait's not there. The currents are wrong. The temperatures are wrong. The marlin have moved on. So what do you have to do? You've got to change. You've either got to go somewhere else if you want to catch marlin, or you change your rigs and you fish for tuna or whatever else. And that analogy is on point. Whether you know fishing or not, because what that states is that if the fish are not there, you can fish as hard as you like, as long as you like, and you will continue to lose money because you're spending money on diesel and all that sort of stuff and your time. Don't forget time. And sitting in front of your charts is very different to sitting on the ocean in a boat. Sure, both can be boring when nothing's happening, but when you're on a boat, you're on a boat. When you're at your charts, you can still walk away. But point being is that there are moments, there are seasons when it comes to fishing. The marlin are going to be around at certain times of year, and you know you're going to have a much higher probability of success. Most marlin fishing will, sorry, most marlin fishermen, if they've got like a 34 foot black watch or, or bigger, <clears throat> doesn't have to be a black watch, they will go abroad. If they've, if they've got, you know, if, if they are. Essentially, if they've got the beans, and this is where I'm trying to get to, if they've got the money that they can go, right, oh, well, Sydney season's over. I'm going to go up to Mooloola Sunshine Coast. I'm going to chase little blacks and sails. Okay, that's ended. Now I'm going to head from there up into Cairns. I'm going to fish out there for the heavy tackle stuff, fish for big marlin, you know, using a 10-kilogram mackerel for bait. They will follow where the fish are. In our market, Our money is made when the conditions are right. Now, we don't have a season as such. There are no months between, you know, January and March where we always know they're going to be there because of the patterns of the world and the environment. No, our our seasons are different. Our seasons change. But if you can recognize when the season is off, you can save yourself a lot of money by not participating in the action Now, that doesn't mean you're not looking at the charts. It doesn't mean you're not active each day, sticking to your routines. It just means you know when the action is not available. And I feel extraordinarily proud 
because I have become better and better and better and better at this. And this is what I focus on. I've told you before, I focus on trying to find that 20% where, you know, 20% of your trades make 80% of your profits. I don't know really how to compute that into real numbers and whatnot, but I have tried my hardest that after I've had a very good run during good conditions to try and make sure that when the chop starts, I don't lose too much that I'm able to see it, recognize it and step back early because when you're trading decent numbers that could, you know, stepping back early, you might only lose say 15 or 20 grand on a few trades as opposed to not being able to recognize it early and losing 50, 60, 70 or more. Now, on a smaller scale, it's the same thing. These are percentages. I have taken very few trades in the last two months. And if you are to take the time to go and have a look at even just the Bitcoin chart, from two months, the last two months, we have not seen a great deal of follow through. Now, if you go back to when we, you know, uh, the end of September and through October, we had a good run. Through October, yeah, I did well. Not, not, not exceptionally well, but I, I did well. I did well, right? And then throughout the end of October, beginning of November, things were not that good. We consolidated. So I stepped back. Didn't take much. I took... I, had, I raised an order on Ethereum, which would have got me one-to-one taken out through November. I also raised an order on FTT, which I got into. I, I did get a fill. I got one-to-one. By the way, these are with reduced uh, percentage risk, so smaller positions. I got one-to-one, got stopped out, lost. Well, oh, sorry, I ended up break-even. And I, th- I can't remember. I think I had one more. So over two months, I would have had, uh, you know, I, w- I would – Definitely say less than one hand, as in less than five trades. Now, I know that that can be frustrating for a trader who wants to be involved. But for a trader who knows how to make money and a trader that knows that the time to make money, that trading section or that period of time is far easier, far easier. When the markets are running and they're, Great trends. I won't say it's easy to make money, but it is a lot easier. When the markets are choppy and sloppy, that's the harder time to make money. Your probabilities of success decrease, and it's the place where often people will hemorrhage money. And it's death by a thousand cuts, especially if you reduce your risk. But it also, even if you've reduced your risk significantly where it doesn't really affect your bottom line too much, it does affect you mentally. To be able to have stepped back and done the right thing, I'm so stoked because this time around, and I will say this with absolute honesty, this time around, after the run through you know October that we got, It's the fastest in my whole career. I've been doing this 17 years. The first, obviously, let's look at the last decade because the last decade was when I was really sort of, you know, decade and a bit. We'll just stick with the word decade, right? That was when I was doing this and doing it well and making money and all that. It's the fastest I've ever been able to pull back. And it was the right thing to do. 
and I'm stoked. And so too are a lot of the members in my community because I was I always I communicate this. They are learning these lessons as well, and that accelerates their progress towards their outcomes. So at the moment, the markets are messy, but I tell you what, I am super stoked, very proud, and I've got a gold star on my bloody forehead at the moment for me being able to have progressed myself as a trader to a, a new point of understanding, and that is something that doesn't happen all that often when you get to my level where you've been doing it a long time. This one stands out like a baboon's asshole. <laughs> it stands out like a baboon's bum. It really has been a phenomenal pullback from me. And I will say it, and I'll blow my own bloody trumpet. I'm very happy with myself. Very happy. Now, as far as the markets go, as much as you speak of, 56,662 on Bitcoin down 2%, ugly daily. Ethereum down 0.7 at 4417. XRP down 0.3 at 98 cents, having rejected a dollar. Dot $36 flat, which is down 3%. Doge up 1.5% at 21.8. Binance 616 and 76 cents down 1.25. Cardano down 2.2% at 156. Solana 203 and 69 down 0.3. AVAX down 2.4 at 117 and 80 and Unipurpose at $19.94 down 1.5. The purpose of this podcast was not to talk about the market itself, but to talk about something that I think a lot of people that trade don't understand. And it is this, a lot of progress can be made without making money. If you focus on what you need to do. If you focus on what good traders do, as opposed to it's all about the money. If you focus on what good traders do, you will always be able to learn and it will help you to become better. And in turn, the rewards of being a good trader is money. It's profit. Just the same as when you put your foot down in a car that's full of diesel. The outcome of that is exhaust coming out the back. If you do one thing, the result will be another. And if you focus on being a truly good trader, not the money, the results, well, you got it. They're there, they're yours, and you can have them for life. So take that on board. Love you to death. Have a fantastic day, and I'll speak to you tomorrow. Bye for now.